0: Good evening. My name is Amy Place, and I want to welcome you to the First Universalist Unitarian Church. I would like to start with one little reminder before our service begins. If you have generously given one of these gorgeous poinsettia plants in honor of someone you love, please be sure to take it home with you tonight after the service. We would love for you to enjoy it for the rest of the holiday season. We gather together on this Christmas Eve as fellow sojourners looking for light, for hope, for peace, and for love. We gather as people from many backgrounds, many faiths, many cultures, and many spiritual paths. Whatever is on your heart tonight, however it is with your soul, in this moment, you are beloved and you are welcome here. In this space of welcome and acceptance, commitment and recommitment, of covenant and connection, you are beloved and you are welcome here. Now let us worship together. Please rise and body your spirit for our opening hymn, O Come All Ye Faithful. Words are printed in your order of worship.
1: Have a seat for the responsive reading. I invite you to join me in the bolded portions. A little girl is singing for the faithful to come. And also the partridge in a pear tree, and the golden rings, and the turtle doves. Enduring the cold and also the flu, taking the garbage out and keeping the sidewalk shoveled. And yet, there is much we do not understand, and my hopes and fears are met in this small singer holding on to my hand. Onward we go, faithfully, into the dark, and there are angels hovering overhead. Hark! Now you all get to be angels. Stand up. We'll sing angels we have heard on high.
0: Evan and Owen, will you come forward to light the chalice? We
2: gather we gather on this Christmas Eve as fellow pilgrims looking for light, for hope, for peace, and for love. We gather as people for many backgrounds, many faiths, many cultures, and many spiritual paths. But as we light this chalice, we gather as one body looking for the nativity for its message to all, the, all of humanity, its message is that there is light, there is hope, there is peace, there is love. A reading from the ninth chapter of the prophet Isaiah, beginning in the second verse. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increase their joy, they rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boots used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom. Establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from That time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this.
3: A reading from Luke chapter two, verses one through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinus was governor of Syria. All went to their own town to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to, the, to God in the highest heavens, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had, le- had left them and gone to the heavens, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem, and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child laying in the manger. When they saw this they made known about what had been told to them about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them but mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart the shepherds returned glorifying and praising god for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them and here ends the reading
1: let us rise and sing it came upon the midnight clear Thank you. Climate change, Ukraine, Israel, Gaza a looming presidential election, unconstitutional legislative maps, racism, poverty, forever chemicals in our water. Merry Christmas, everyone. It is wonderful to have you here. There is a lot of darkness this year and it doesn't seem to be holding back, does it? And yet, And yet, in the darkness, a couple weeks ago, Time magazine named its Person of the Year. In the past, this honor has gone to 23 US presidents. It has gone to popes, titans of industry, prime ministers, scientists who have eradicated disease, and Her Majesty, the late Queen of England. This year, the honor went to Taylor Swift. Some of you may scoff. After all, she didn't win a Nobel Prize for her lyrics, like Bob Dylan, long may he live. (laughs) She's never held elective office, and she didn't cure the common cold. But the Christmas story reminds us that God's fingerprints are often found in the lowliest of places, and so let's give Taylor a chance and see if there's something about her music that is worth noting for all you elitists who have already tuned the sermon out. <laughs> and so Taylor sings in almost every one of her songs about her ex-boyfriend, of course, but also about rejection. About what? How haters gonna hate, how fakers gonna fake. On one of her recent albums, she explores through tales of different people how they lived through loss, pain, and rejection, and the difficulty of what it is at times to be a human being. She has this song on one of her early albums called The Best Day. She wrote this song whenever she was a teenager. And so here's what inspired it. She was this young lady, she had just given this amazing performance of the National Anthem, and so she did what teenagers do, and she called all of her friends on the phone and said, let's go to the mall because that's what you do when you're a teenager and you want to celebrate. Claire's, Spencer's Gifts, (laughs) Abercrombie and Fitch, Bed Bath and Beyond, you know, the real holy places of planet Earth. (laughs) And she called every single one of her friends, and what did all of her friends say? I said, I'm busy. I need a rain check, Taylor. And so her mom, Andrea Swift, if you wanted to know her name, Andrea, she took Taylor to the mall. And who does Taylor see at the mall? Every one of her friends, you bet. So Taylor knows a thing or two about rejection. And who among us here in this church has not felt that? Parties to which you're not invited, clubs you don't get to join, jobs you don't get, promotions that never come your way, breakups that you didn't want. We put our heart out there and sometimes our heart is returned to us. There's this Christmas song about this very topic that you might have heard of. It's by George Michael's wonderful English pop duo called Wham! The song is called Last Christmas. It goes like this. Last Christmas I gave you my heart but the very next day, finish it for me. Yeah. So this year, right? <laughs> to save me, from you, that's how it goes. I give it to someone special. What is this song about? It's tinged with rejection. All those things that I named at the top of this sermon are also about rejection, if you really think about it. Human beings rejecting the call to see other human beings as what? A human being. Rejecting the call to steward the earth and the resources to which we have been given. Human beings rejecting the idea that we should not put ourselves first but others. If you've ever wondered why Christmas is celebrated in the dark, that's why. Because there's a little bit of darkness in all of us. We're a little bit broken, we're a little bit bruised, we're a little bit bent. Now don't get me wrong, you all look ravishing tonight, you look great, but there isn't a person in this room that has not walked over broken glass to get here. The world is broken and that's why we begin each Christmas Eve service with a reading from the prophet Isaiah who reminds us that we walk in darkness. We reject each other, we reject God, we try to fix ourselves and others and it seems like every effort fails, and yet the prophet also reminds us that light shines, light shines in the darkness, and this is the message of Christmas. But let's face it, this story is sort of overdone, isn't it? You know how this story ends. You've heard it before. It's the story you hear in the music at Target when you're buying your melatonin gummies. It's on the radio when you're driving around shopping for last-minute gifts. You see it on bumper stickers. You see it on cards that show up in your mailbox. It's on Spotify, and it's streaming on Hulu. The story is so overdone, it almost risks losing its power. But somehow, the story never does. So let's quickly recap. God. Who could have come into this world in any number of forms comes into this bent and broken world full of rejects who reject god comes as a child if nothing else this fact about the story proves the opposite of rejection now stay with me before any story about jesus was ever written before he did or taught anything before people said he performed miracles, before water into wine, before running the money changers out of the church, before torture and the cross, before he did the things that he's put in stained glass windows for, before he said feed the hungry, before he inspired Gandhi and Martin Luther King and Mother Teresa, before his name became a curse word after you stub your toe. God came to earth as a child. I don't know if any of you have ever met a baby, but they're kind of cute. <laughs> you bring a baby into a room of so-called adults and suddenly what does everyone do? And like goo goo ga ga, they say all these weird words. In fact, you could have a one zillion IQ and the instant you see a baby, what happens? You turn into a total buffoon, you start singing songs about wheels on a bus, and you know I'm right. So this is a good place to remind ourselves a few common questions about this feature of the story. Here's the question. If Jesus were really superhuman, why would he need to go through all the trauma of birth at all? Would you pick that for yourself? Think about all the things that could go wrong in childbirth. Furthermore, another question you might ask is if God is as powerful as God claims to be, He could have showed up fully formed, with ripped abs, and a haircut like Thor. (laughs) But instead, what does the story tell us? He shows up as a refugee baby, born to inexperienced parents, and a barn full of clumsy animals, in a world with hostile rulers, who think the solution to everything is higher taxes, and a questionnaire about how many people live in your household. But this is the stuff we like about the story, right? Hollywood would option this story every time. There's the donkey, there's the dusty road, the angels, the stars, the shepherd, the gold, the perfume, the tasty spices. But then you turn the page and we lose interest. Even the most devoted believers struggle with what comes next, because after the charming bit about the baby, we imagine God, if we imagine God at all, as an elderly, bearded, white-robed tyrant who seems to have a preference for long-winded people at award ceremonies and the athletes who are always on the winning team. This is the God many of us reject. God that has the power to stop bad things from happening but doesn't. God that lets mean people rise to power. God that lets rich kids get into the best colleges and never go to jail. God that gives second chances to people who don't deserve them. God that lets some people become addicts. How many examples do you think we could think up tonight? A thousand maybe? How many of us have ever said or heard something like, I hate all the chances I've missed. I hate the odds that seem to be stacked against me and how my life is never gonna come out right. I just wanna be happy. How many of you have ever said or heard someone say, I feel so alone, I feel so rejected? And what does God say here in this story? God says, here I am, I'm a child. I'm a fragile creature that needs your help. My future, in fact, the future of everything is in your hands. In other words, God looks at us on the Christmas day and says, I need you. Throughout the ages, people have used God for many things. But often, what God's used for is a target for our anger and our frustration and our resentment. But in the story we tell at Christmas, God appears to us as a fragile, defenseless baby, and all those arguments melt away. What if this is what God really looks like? What if God is longing to be in relationship? What if it's the desire we all have to be embraced, to be in relationship, to be made warm in the cold, to be cradled in our pain? What if the Christmas story is a question that asks us to wonder, what would happen if we don't let go and ask for help? Might the story of Christmas be a reminder that the stable into which every child is born is us? The story of Christmas is so big that it contains the creator of the universe who is small enough to fit into our hands. And isn't that kind of the truth if you think about it? That into your hands, into the hands of the person next to you, is a possibility at acceptance, a second chance, forgiveness. Perhaps it's the end of war, a hand up, a warm embrace, a tasty meal, a kind note, a light in the darkness. That's the wonder of Christmas, that we've got the destiny of the universe in our hands and that in the dark, a light shines. Amen. Let us rise now and sing in the bleak midwinter.
0: Here at First UU, the Christmas Eve offering is donated to the Neighbors Place, a nonprofit organization here in Wausau that takes pride in serving all of Marathon County, as well as collaborating with other agencies to enhance access to food and basic needs throughout north central Wisconsin. As we prepare for this special offering, please consider these words in your heart and mind. A religious community is like a river formed from the many streams of our lives that meet and merge and flow to the sea. As members and friends of this religious community, we share our time and energy, our creativity, imagination and vision, our talents, skills and gifts, and the streams of our individual lives to create a river that is both deep and broad. A river that is made of many streams Sustains life and refreshes the land through which it flows But the river of this community also depends on our shared financial support that makes real our shared values and vision Let's now receive an offering for the support of this religious community and This community service organization and their collective work in the world You are invited to give generously and joyfully as you are willing and able Thank you.
1: So before we pass around the flame, I've been asked by a couple of teachers in the congregation to tell you twice how to take fire. (laughs) Because if you haven't forgotten, we're gonna pass fire and melting wax, and then we're gonna turn off the lights because we think this is a good idea. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) if you have an unlit candle, here, this is a lit candle. Okay, I'm holding up my right hand. If you have an unlit candle, pretend it's my left hand. Do this. If you have a lit candle, don't do that. Okay? Don't do that. Here's the second time for the teachers that I promise I do this for. Lit candle, right hand. Unlit candle, left hand. Do you all got it? Have I pleased the teacher at the piano? Okay. <laughs> Anyways, okay, now for the reverent part of it, okay. Let's go back into the moment. I will light candles this Christmas, candles of joy despite all the sadness, candles of hope where despair keeps watch, candles of courage for fears ever-present, candles of peace for tempest-tossed days, candles of grace to ease heavy burdens, candles of love to inspire all my living, candles that will burn all year long. Will the ushers please come forward. Let us rise and sing Silent Night. extinguish your candle if you'd like and please stay standing for a brief moment of prayer. Each of us has a story. They are all different and yet they are one, but each path is different and at times strange. With gratitude and praise I close this our Christmas Eve service with a prayer for living more abundantly. Let us want only what we need, praying for health, for friendship, for family, for work. And if our lives are dark, may we come to know loving affection. And if our hearts are broken, may we come to see that it is in those cracks that the light pours in. Almighty love, you have made us glad with the yearly remembrance of Christmas. Grant that as we joyfully give and receive, we may have the confidence to follow the star. May each of us stand expectant at the promise of brighter days, and may we trust that the love that awaited our lives will succeed us and live on forever in the hearts of everyone. Amen. And now, joy to the world. Before I offer the closing blessing, I want to give a thank you to the people who deserve to be thanked. There are so many volunteers that give their free time to bring this service together. From our ushers, the readers, the chalice lighters, worship associates, our wonderful choir. Thank you. This couldn't happen without all of you. But really and truly, Christmas Eve can't happen without you. You all make this real. So thank you for being here. Please stay afterward. There are lots of cookies and beverages to be shared as you talk tonight. And if you would, I invite you, if you're willing to receive this Christmas blessing. May the truth that sets us free, and the hope that never dies, and the love that casts out fear lead us forward together until the day spring breaks and all shadows flee away. Merry Christmas, have a seat.